Leave your excuses after the beep, a podcast created for anyone who has ever used an excuse to not do something that you said you would. Does this sound familiar? From busy, overworked, stressed out moms to thriving moms, wives, and health coaches, Kitty Clemens and Kyla McComas are Midwest moms who are breaking down excuses and empowering others to do the same. Listen in to hear which of our excuses we break down next. I'm Kyla McComas. And I'm Kitty Clemens. talk about the excuse, I guess, uh, you could call it the excuse, that things get worse before they get better. And that seems pretty broad. So how are we going to dive into this today, Kyla? No, I agree, Kitty. Um, It is pretty broad. And I think it can be broad in so many um, elements of our life. And just as we kind of did a recap on what we were going to talk about, we just wrote down like five things immediately, right off the top of our head. And we originally were just like, okay, the worst before it gets better. And our first initial thought was like exercise. And then it led to many more things. And I think what we kind of mean about worse before it gets better, like how many of us when we're doing new things or trying a different routine, we get sore or we stop or we get these headaches and like, I can't do it. I can't tolerate the pain. I I can't move forward with this because it's bad right now. And we don't want to tolerate the pain. So I guess what do we kind of mean by that, Kitty? What are some examples that kind of just popped in our head right away? And trust me, when I say you can even ask, you know, my trainer and even when I first initially did these programs with um, Kitty, like how (laughs) these things came to to the scenario. And it was like my favorite one is the exercise (laughs) when you can't sit down on the toilet seat (laughs) because... (laughs) It hurts so bad. And then we just literally stop because we're like, yep, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'd rather sit still and not do anything because I don't feel the pain. I feel that this, you know, it gets worse before it gets better, seems to be exacerbated some by that all or nothing mentality. When we throw ourselves into something, 110% on those first couple of days, then suddenly we hit a wall of soreness or hunger. Maybe it's the physical pain or discomfort, or we're faced with an emotional challenge of how to move ourselves forward or how to move beyond this really uncomfortable and unfamiliar place. And we've talked about the all or nothing mentality a few times throughout our time doing this podcast. So this just kind of leads right into why the all or nothing mentality can be detrimental to us moving forward with our goals and staying consistent. So just like you talked about exercise, 
Exercise was definitely one of those all or nothing mentality things for me where I would run into, you know, one thing into another where I feel really good on the first day. I can do anything. I can lift this heavy weight and run a mile and do this and do that. And then I have to roll off the bed in the morning because I can't (laughs) even sit up. And then I tell myself, I'm just going to take it easy today. Then the next day, the soreness is even worse because you didn't do anything the day before. And then, oh, I'm going to just take it easy one more day. I'll get back into it tomorrow. That tomorrow never happens. And then you repeat the process, you know, next week or next month. Who knows? Maybe six months from now. So definitely we see this with exercise. We also see it with nutrition and hydration. When we have people that, well, myself included, you know, you throw yourself into a diet, you know, I'm going to restrict this and I'm going to only eat this. And I'm going to avoid all of these things and eat really clean. And it's going to be great because I know I'm going to feel amazing when I do this. But the first three, four or five days, you have to detox off all of the crap that you've been eating for the last how many months or years, who knows, like depending on how long it's been, your body has to get rid of all of that stuff and you feel crappy detox, just like it sounds headaches, fatigue, nausea, just brain fog, super hungry, having cravings, maybe really emotional. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. lots of things that go Mm -hmm. in the detox. And again, you can't avoid detox, but you can gradually put yourself through that phase. And we're going to talk about some tips here in a little bit on how to help combat some of this all or nothing and help you to get through the um the suck because that's pretty much what we're talking about all the things that can suck <laughs> when you yeah. jump into them so from a hydration standpoint now this one can be a little iffy because i mean how can drinking too much water ever be bad right you hear the pros and cons of drinking you can actually over drink water always we always say this check with your doctor of how much water you should consume i know there's like the standard of your weight divided in half and that's how much water you should drink. Um, But we look at it as, well, I'm going to have to get up in the middle of the night because I'm going to have to go to the bathroom all the time. Or I, I can't leave my job at work to go to the bathroom all the time. But I'm sure there's something out there that it's just hard. Even like when I travel a lot, that even is hard too. When am I going to be able to use the restroom? So like all those things that come into play with, I'm not going to drink water because I have to go to the bathroom and I don't have time to go to the bathroom. Oofta. Um, so yeah, hydration is another one of like, well, it's going to get bad when you start actually drinking the proper amount of water and then it will soothe out and get better um and leads us into our next one which is um what we find it's kind of a little bit out of the whole health side which i think health financially and health um saying no is just as important as physical health but um setting those like boundaries of saying no to somebody or to something and um, that it will get worse before it gets better again, just because 
A, you're not used to saying no, but um, B, you don't want to like worry about the other person's feelings when you do say no. Um, And this one's a hard one for me because I am like a people pleaser in the sense of I want everybody else around me to be happy before I'm happy or I want to fill my schedule as, as high as it can get to help everybody around me. And it's not helping me with any of my goals and setting that boundary of saying no. And maybe even that has to do with like your relationships that might have to cut back on some of those things too, which how hard is that? Especially when you're a people pleaser. And then what about this whole budget and actually saving? Budgeting and savings. (laughs) Uh, It gets worse before it gets better. (laughs) What do we mean by that? So when you set out a budget, it can be really exciting to have this thought that you're going to take control of my my money. I want to know exactly where all my money is going. And that's the joy of budgeting, being able to see where your money is coming from and where it needs to go. But sometimes you lose sight of how much has to go places in comparison to what's coming in and then engaging it against what it is that you actually like need and want and what that looks like. And when you decide, okay, I'm going to follow this budget or I'm going to save for this vacation or save for, you know, a new car, save for to upgrade my phone, whatever it is, that initial like feeling of that crunch or that that tightening of like, ooh, I probably shouldn't go, you know, to the movies and spend $60 on a night at the movies when I could just watch a movie that I have at home. Or mm. I should maybe opt out of this particular social event because a $100 ticket to a dinner just isn't the best use of my resources right now. Things that seem to be small in the moment um, start to add up. And when you're really monitoring and following your budget and trying to stick to a savings plan, it can kind of make you feel like a little bit of that FOMO, like that fear of missing out on a really cool experience or a really cool event. And so having that bigger picture of it's going to feel like it gets worse before it gets better. And all of these things that we talked about, exercise, nutrition, hydration, budgeting, boundaries, relationships, all of those things, when you start to make an intentional change for the better, anything that's different from what you're currently doing now is going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel sucky. It's just going to. Mm -hmm. And then you're eventually, it's going to get better. But so many of us get lost in the suck. (laughs) It's probably a terrible expression, but you let the suck win out and then you give up on whatever that goal, dream, intention, whatever that plan is, you allow your, your feelings and that frustration in that moment, that short period of time to dictate your future. And so what are some ways that we can suggest some different tips and strategies on how to work your way through this sucky time? 
Because for some of these areas, it may just be a couple of days or a few Mm. weeks before you really get yourself into a groove. So if you can mind over matter for uh, that period of time, you know, you could really build up some momentum and some gains. Some of these are going to take a little bit longer, like maybe the relationships or the the budgeting. Um, You might feel enough momentum from just saying no to something and putting, um, you know, funds toward a, a debt or a payment or something, you know, when you're tracking that and you see it on paper, that can be fulfilling. It can make you feel less like, oh, I'm sacrificing so much. Um, but what sorts of tips would you offer just given your personal experience, Kyla, for some of these areas? Some tips on muscle recovery or soreness is slow it down, walk at a slower pace, not go so fast or so intense. Maybe instead of trying to get up to running a mile right away, start slower and smaller. So, okay, I'm getting a quarter mile in or something like that. Or like when you need to do, we talked about this before, like push up, start smaller. Don't go into doing 20 of them right away when you can't even do one and start maybe against the wall and just do one and or do one every couple hours that will help, you know, spread out the intensity, but also look at it like, why are you doing this exercise? What is it going to do for you in the future and not, and how can you get past that? What's to come the worst part of being sore when you initially start and then create that habit. So then when you're doing it consistently and all the time, it will become less and not so bad when you are working out. My other one is, like I just said, it's the whole boundaries. So um, saying no, like say no immediately. Just say no. And then if it's something that is still on your mind after a couple hours, after you slept on it, after you talked it over with your spouse or um, a close friend, then go ahead and move forward with that. Like this is something that is important to you to do. It is within you know what you're looking for, like your your goals and um, where the direction that you're going in. Um, but sit on it and don't just do like an impulse. Yes, like I do all the time, which is. Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Even if I don't even know my schedule, I'm saying yes. And then I schedule myself and then it gets crazy. So say no initially, which is hard. Think about it and then say yes, if it's or move forward in the direction you want to go. No, it's just a not yet. Kitty, do you want to talk about the, the nutrition, the hydration and the budget side of things? Yeah, from a nutrition standpoint, you can meal prep plan and prepare something for a week and stick with it and feel really great about things about your plan. And then, you know, two or three days into your plan, whatever your intentions are, when you start to detox and you feel really crummy, it's easy to fall back into the, oh, I feel like crap. I'm just going to eat this or drink this or, you know, throw this out the window. I want comfort food or what have you. Taking it back a step and instead of trying to overhaul your entire nutritional plan in one week's time frame, start with something simple or keep it basic where 
maybe you just look at like how many servings of vegetables am I eating every day? Are you eating any vegetables? Because if you're not, and then suddenly you try to like eliminate all of the carbs and starches that you've ever consumed and replace them with vegetables, that's going to be difficult to maintain, you know, over the long term. Or maybe you're just saying that you're going to avoid um, added sugars for the week, like just having that conscious awareness of what is it that I need to, that I need to focus on, you know, taking out of what I'm eating. Um, or perhaps it's protein. The majority of us are lacking in our protein. Like, are you consuming, um, the number of grams of protein as to, um, you know, pounds of weight that you are, if you're not sure what that looks like, I mean, ask, (laughs) ask and find out, but most people are not consuming nearly enough protein. So take it back a step and look at what's one small step that I can do. You don't need to overhaul everything overnight. It's going to be really hard to stick with. From a hydration standpoint, same thing. When I started uh, trying to be conscious of water, going from one glass of water a day to suddenly trying to drink eight was overwhelming. I felt like I was floating, just Mm bloated and uncomfortable and peeing every five seconds and just to the point where I felt nauseous. And looking back on it, (laughs) it was not very helpful. (laughs) The next day, I didn't want to drink anything. So having that progressive increase throughout the week. So if you're starting at one or two cups of water a day, shoot for four cups the next day. And then the day after that, shoot for six cups and then eight cups. And then wherever you are, like Kyla mentioned, that half your body weight in water, you know, work your way up to that as long as it's okay with whatever your doctor says, right? That disclaimer in there, don't overdo it non-water, but start gradually. It's not going to take away all of the the inconvenience (laughs) to pee all of the time. But the more that your body is, gets used to that um, eight cups or 64 ounces of water a day, the better your body becomes at utilizing that. So water is great. It's going to help flush your system of all that excess waste. It helps keep you hydrated. It helps with your skin and make sure that you're staying hydrated. So that's hydration piece. Budgeting. Mm. Budgeting is kind of like, you know, as you were talking about relationships and just saying no, I feel like that's a great way to look at budgeting when you've taken all of your, like the necessities, the things that you need to pay <laughs> in the month. Yes. You know, your housing, your food, your um, you know, making sure that there's heating or cooling or whatever in your home, your electricity, like you have all of those things that have to be paid. And then what do you have left over? What can you put toward, you know, saving or put toward paying something down? And it's all of like the fun things, like, you know, your experiences or all of those wants. I'm a total um like clearance shopper or sales person. If I can find something that's on a sale, like, and you could convince me that anything is on sale and I would be like, yes, I'm getting a deal. I need to have this. And it's something that either I was never looking for, didn't think I would ever need, but because the price take said that it's on sale, I am all for it. And I can, you know, convince myself wholeheartedly that this is something I need. So using that mantra of just say no, (laughs) say no to whatever it is, whatever deal, whatever offer, whatever thing you think you need in that moment. And unless it's a true necessity, like I don't even know what you would consider a necessity in that realm, 
But Mm -hmm. within 24 hours, 48 hours, give yourself time, walk away from it. And if it's still something you feel like you need, then go back the next day. Like give yourself that time. You have to do the hard things now or save now, yeah, budget now. So you can do those things later that other people can't because you did the work, you saved, you did all, all these, you said no. Now you set yourself up for success in the future that you get to say yes to because you did all these things. I feel like a lot of us are, you know, a lot of people struggle with that. Keeping up with the Joneses. I need to have a newer vehicle. I need to have a nicer this. I need to go on a more extravagant vacation. I need to wear name brand clothing or have these things. And really, do you really need to have those things? Or is that just a want that you have glorified into a need? Like, is that something that you truly need right now? Can you go without those things or minimize those things for a season so that you can have the freedoms in the future to do the things that you want without having to worry about that? I totally agree. Um, And I think to add to that is that I I was like that type of person um, that I wanted the latest and greatest trend in clothing. I, I wanted the nice, nicer vehicle. I even like my house, like I didn't want to invite people over because I, you know, thought that the things that I had in my house were um, not as cool or good enough as that person that I want to invite over. And then that's when I had to stop and say, is that the type of relationships that I want with myself? And are those the type of people, which they probably weren't even judging in the first place, but are those the type of people that I want in my life if they are going to judge me because I don't have the nicest house or I don't have the iPhone 15 or whatever, let that go because that just doesn't, those are like materialistic things. I want to switch that mindset and go, but I want the experiences and all those things with my children and with my friends versus having the nicest vehicle, the nicest house, the nicest piece of clothing um, and so on. So just some things to think about. We can kind of end it there, but like, yeah, the whole, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And like you said, Kitty, you're going to have to step in that uncomfortable place before it gets better. I mean, just like exercising, you know, the more and more you increase your weights, it's going to get better because you're going to get stronger and you're going to start seeing things, nutrition. Like once you start detoxing from the things that don't work in your everyday diet, it's going to get better. Things are going to start to improve. You're going to see energy. You're going to see the clearing of your skin and then hydration, same thing, not only physically, but mentally. From a relationship standpoint too, I mean, when you start to say no to some of those obligations and the relationships that aren't bringing life into your world or aren't lighting you up and they're dragging you down, you're going to find that you have more time and energy and patience for the people that you do want to spend time with and for the tasks that you are proud to take on and not just things that you feel obligated to do. So it's going to be sucky and that's okay. We have to embrace that, embrace the uncomfortable feelings because if you're truly looking to make a change in any of these areas, you got to feel that before it's going to get 
better. It's just not going to turn around at the drop of a dime right away. It's going to take some time. So hopefully yeah. all that helpful. And we'll see you again soon. Absolutely.